Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. If you're watching the video version of this, you can see that we both have our hair up today. Um, And I think that's just really a good description of how both of us are feeling on this fine Sunday morning. I haven't washed my hair in like a week just because I I don't know. How long does it take you to wash your hair fully? Because for me, it's like a whole like... My shower like doubles in time. It's not like a oh, twenty minute sure. shower. It's like honestly like a forty minute shower of me just having to like get through it, make sure I can clean it, and then styling it once I get out, so I can like hopefully keep the curls. And it's like a whole thing. It's definitely a routine. I also mm-hmm. wash my hair once a week. My wash day is on Thursday, so it like looks good for the weekend, but it does take me close to an hour because I wash my hair. I wash it twice and then I condition and then I exfoliate my entire body and then I shave. So it's just a long process. And then you get out and then with like curly or wavy hair, you have to put product in it and then you have to like style it to make sure the curls hold, like you said. So it's definitely a process. So yeah. And so I washed my hair not too long ago. I just, I woke up this morning and didn't feel like doing anything. So I just. No. <laughs> there. I get that though. It's getting cold in Washington. And finally, and the air quality, the air quality the other day was like the worst in the world. I was seeing That's news headlines. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I had just gone back from New York after my New York trip and we landed. And I don't know if I sent you the video, but like you could see the. From the plane, you can see the the space needle, and like oh. it was just like complete, like just darkness. Like the the amount of smoke that you could see in the air was really bad. And then just walking out of the airport, my eyes started burning. So I was like, That's "Oh, bad. okay, it's yeah, it was pretty bad." But finally, it's getting cold. Um, we have the heat on for the first time in forever. Let me see what the weather is. It's 45 degrees out right now. Oh, that's so nice and chilly. It's a pretty nippy morning. So I love um, that. Ooh. Yeah. So I've just cozy. been cozied up right now. And yeah, fun stuff. It's 65. Actually, just kidding. It's 70 degrees here. So not and bad. But do your, does your skin get dry during like the winter? Do you feel like you have, do you yeah. have pretty drier skin? My skin's and, always... I just have dry skin, but my yeah. lips in the winter always dry. Mm-hmm. I had a fucking bad crack on the corner of my lip, and those are the worst. Where like you like open your mouth one oh. day, one morning, and, and it, it just, just like grips. Like, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> oh, and then I had to buy, I had to buy um, some uh, chapstick whenever we're at the airport, and. And like this is like mint chapstick. So when you're wearing a mask in the airport with the mint chapstick, your eyes are just like burning because it just clears up your just, sinuses. Yeah, honestly, it was the whole thing. But yeah, so my anytime I'm like washing my hair, doing my hair product, especially during the winter, like my hair product smells really good. There's like this one product I use. Uh, it comes in this pretty glass bottle. I love using it. It's great for styling. But the shit leaves flakes, and so anytime I'm washing my hair, I'm like, is this? Does this product or is, am I, do I just have really bad dandruff? So I always have to like struggle of like, okay, I have to find the right balance of product to put in my hair so it doesn't look dandruffy. But also, am I, do I have bad dandruff? I don't know. 
So washing hair takes like a, yeah, it takes like a long time of like getting through it because you have to like make sure everything's out. So yeah. Yeah. It's hard being a a curly, wavy haired girl. It's just a lot of maintenance, you know? (laughs) And it sucks because we put so much time, I don't know about you, but I put so much time into doing my hair every, every time I wash it, it's like a long process just for me to work from home for the entire week with it up. Like, I don't even, like, wear it down at all. Like, it's <laughs> That's exactly out. why I do mine. I wash mine closer to the weekend because at least I have it ready if I do something. But during the week, it's up constantly. Like, there's yeah. there's no reason for me to have nice hair Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday. So I That's so that. funny because I do it on Sunday because I don't – I see my coworkers um, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for, like, a meeting every day. And so I'm always like, okay, I need to start the week off with fresh hair so everyone sees me as presentable. But then, like, during the weekend, my hair is just, like, up. Because we don't really – we've just been, like, sleeping at home and resting over the weekend because of how stressful school and shit is. But, yeah. yeah. But you did have a fun little trip this week. I did. That hopefully distracted you a little bit from school. Yeah, so – I don't know if anyone else works from home or works remotely or is able to have like a laptop anywhere they they go. Um, And unfortunately, I do have one of those jobs. And Emily recently just got a position and they flew out to New York. Um, She works remotely, but they flew out to New York to attend um, this event that was going on. So, um, of course, I went with, of course, I I snuck in her hotel. (laughs) I mean, I don't think it would have mattered, but I just like stayed in a hotel and I was like, I want to go because I want to just be in a different environment and be able to work and do school. And honestly, I was super productive just doing that. And the city, this is the second time I've been and it's like a lot of fun. There's just something about it that like I really, really love. And so um, just the environment and everything about the city was really, really great. So um, it was, I was love being there. And the, the whole time I was just working and doing school, but like in between I could, I was like able to go and get like a bagel and cause we stayed in, I think lower Manhattan. I don't know. It's near the Flatiron building. It was like around there, that area, but yeah, I was able to just go and explore a little bit and that was really cool. So, um, I just want to say that I know that you're from Washington and like, this is your home. But, like, the food here is the fucking worst. I feel like I haven't eaten in, like, six months. So whenever we went to New York and I just had a bagel, it was just a bagel. It was a bagel, cream cheese, um, tomato, and egg. And it fucking changed my life. I, like, wanted to start crying. I have a video of me, like, eating it and I keep watching it back because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that was so good. I, I really do love Washington. But there's not, like, a lot of culture in that city, you know? <laughs> it's like, very white, yes. It's very white. It's very, like, oh, let's go on a hike. Let's go to the mountains. But, like, there's – and the food suffers because of that because there's just, like, no culture there. So I I understand that, and I apologize. Yeah. So just being able to eat food that was, like – I don't know, things that I were I was missing a lot. Um, Gainesville had a really great bagel place. So I was able to get a bagel. And New York bagels are, as they say, like really honestly the best. Um, I walked into the restaurant 
because it was like a small sort of restaurant that just their whole thing is bagels. I walked in and the people making the food were speaking Spanish. And I was like, oh my God, mi gente. Like, thank God. Like, oh my God. And so like I got, I like walked in and they were like talking to me and they're like, what can I get you? And I was like, I, I just keep just speaking in Spanish. Like I just, I need, I need to soak it in because I'm so disconnected from that here <laughs> and um, made the best fucking food of my life. And then later that night I was able to walk and I found just like a, like a five minute walk. I was able to find like a, it was kind of like um, a, a veggie grill kind of sort of knockoff. Um, it's like its own, like everything's vegan on the menu. So I got a chicken sandwich. It was so good. And like, I just keep thinking about the food we had there. And then <laughs> Emily and I are like, last night we were there, we had a beautiful dinner together and like, we'd had like garlic knots and oh, um, garlic knots um and i think it had like parsley or basil or something on it and then we had like a type of spaghetti it was called we had a bolognese sauce bolognese okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was like super good and so but the fucking garlic knots oh my god i love I have, like a mm-hmm, literally <laughs> we spent like 12 dollars on just some bread but like fuck i loved that that yeah. sounds so good. I'm glad you had a nice trip. trip. Mm-hmm. I still need to go to New York. I've never been. And I feel like when I go, I'm going to pretend like I'm in Gossip Girl. That's just like the most <laughs> New York thing to me. Honestly, though, like the confidence that I get there is kind of crazy. And it's and you would think with more people, my anxiety would become like tenfold. And maybe if I was having like an episode, it would be bad. But when there's so many people... When there's like so much people in a in an area, you kind of that anxiety kind of dies down because there's so much going on that the last thing in my head is like people are looking at me. It's because because mm. there's so much going on. So I just kind of like I just feel like I'm blending in. The only thing is that people walk fast there, and I'm already a fast walker. But when people walk fast, you feel like you have to walk faster to kind of like be able to keep up with everyone. Um, so I find myself sprinting. And it's like, it's like crazy. Like I'm literally walking so fast and I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm just like walking and then like I'm walking around people and then people are coming and I'm trying to scoot in between people. So I'm literally like matrixing between people, just like gliding through. And I'm like, why am I sprinting right now? Like I don't have anywhere to be, but like you just have like a mission. And so, yeah, having to do that and having to get used to the trains is interesting. Uh, you kind of spend money if you don't know what you're doing. Um, Cause I was trying to, I was going on, I ended up getting a tattoo in New York too. I got this cute little bunny with like bat wings and like a little rosary. And it's like a cute little tattoo that I was able to schedule. Literally as I was on the flight to New York, the tattoo artist emailed me back saying, let's do it. And so I was able to like get a tattoo scheduled in New York and I had to get on a train and um, I was like, I could not figure it out. Like it was, I had to go to um, Brooklyn and it was taking the R south. And evidently the first train I went on, I like I slid my card, but I was on the north side to go north. So then I like walked on the train, but I was like, something's wrong. And then I walked off. And then as soon as I walked off, the doors closed. And then I asked someone and they're like, oh, no, you have to be on the other side of the street. So I wasted $3 swiping it to just be on the wrong side. So like you really have to like know what you're doing. And like it's just that's so stressful in itself. 
I'm horrible at navigation with my Google Maps in my car. So if I had to get on the subway, I would end up somewhere else. Like I would be out of the city. Probably. And like, you cannot rely on your phone either because your phone will kind of tell you where to go, but because it's fucking underground, you can't, your phone won't tell you to go like, go like here. And it's like underground and, and the streets are so narrow in New York that like, it'll, your phone will say you're on the opposite side of the street. So when you're walking, you just really have to like, look at the step-by-step directions on your phone and follow that because that was the only way I was able to get by. It was so like annoying to deal with. That sounds a little bit stressful. I, I would need like a guide with me. Anybody from New York want to show me around because I'm going to get lost. Period. No. Actually, I, I, I feel like that's part of the fun though, getting lost. Right. I mean, if anything, so what I was telling myself, I was really worried about going to get the tattoo by myself. But I'm like, if worse comes to worse, I can just Uber. <laughs> so like, like that's what I told myself. Like if I were to get lost, if something bad were to happen – if I, I don't know, if I just end up any like anywhere that I don't want to be, I can just Uber. So like embrace getting lost and maybe you can find some fun in it. Um, because yeah, if anything, you can just literally call a cab and like, it's fine. So um, I think overall the city's pretty cool. You'll, it's when you're there, you can tell that it's just so much smaller than like a place like LA. And it's really fun to just explore, just go on walks. And everything's like on a grid system. I hate when people say that, but like everything's on a grid system. So, you know, if you're like on 23rd and your restaurant's on like 19, you just walk one way and like you'll Mm -hmm. find it. So, yeah. Fun though. That's good. I'm glad you had fun. I, on the other hand, (laughs) I spent my Thursday at the post office. Oh, queen. Almost four hours because I have to renew my passport. I think I talked about this. Basically, I was supposed to go on a trip with my family and Russell's family in January to the Philippines, but we found out that your passport has to be issued six months before you enter the country, apparently, because I know we were talking about how we saw different stuff. So it's just fucking confusing. Anyways, we delayed the trip. So I'm renewing my passport anyways, and I set this appointment up literally months ago because the wait lists in LA are so long to get your passport renewed. So my passport appointment is in Pacific Palisades, which is like 30 minutes away from me. I have to drive through Topanga Canyon. I get there at 1 because my apartment is at 1.30. And when I get there, there's this huge ass line of people like standing off to the side of the post office. So I get in line and then the people in front of me tell me that there's only one clerk at the post office. And there's this like rule at the post office where they can only help passport people if there is nobody in the post office. So it's a regular Thursday. People are coming in. They have packages to drop off. And as long as there is a person there that needs to drop off a package, we're not getting helped. So the people in front of me, like at the very front of the line, their appointment was at 11. It's one o'clock. They're still there because people will not stop coming in to do passports. And I'm like, okay. Online, it told me that my appointment was going to take 15 minutes. So I'm thinking, like at this point also, I haven't eaten anything. 
I worked half the day. I left. I was like, I'm going to go do my passport. I'm going to grab lunch on my way back home. And then I'm going to finish the day off at work. Well, that didn't happen because I ended up leaving the passport office at around 4 p.m. Three hours I was there just waiting. And that's not even the worst part. So it finally comes to me and I get to the counter and she's like, oh, what are you here for? I'm telling her I'm renewing my passport. I have a folder with all of the documents that I need in order to renew my passport because if your gender marker changes, you have to go in in person to change it. You can't renew it over the mail like I should have been able to. So that was already annoying. So I get there and she's like, okay, I need your documents. I have my application. I have my ID. I have everything I need. And she's like, can I see your old passport? My old passport is not in the folder. I don't have it. And I, at that point, I have almost have a mental breakdown. And the, the lady sees me. She's like, do you have your old passport? And I'm like, yes, I have my old passport. I literally stared at it this morning. I put it in this folder. It's not in this folder. And she was like, well, I don't know how I can renew your passport if you don't have your old passport. And I was like, please, like, I'm begging you. I've been here three hours. It took me two months to have this appointment set up. Is there anything else that I can do to renew my passport? And luckily, I brought a copy of my birth certificate. And she said, if you have your birth certificate, we can just pretend like you lost your passport. And you can file a lost passport and just renew it that way. And I was like, thank God that I brought, like, I brought my birth certificate. I brought, like, my court order for my name change and my gender marker change, basically everything that I didn't really need. But I just brought it anyway to be prepared. And that saved my ass. If I didn't have my passport, I would have had to come back. I would have to wait another two months to make an appointment and then come back and then wait three more hours in line. So if you are going to renew your passport before you leave, like once, obviously you have your little folder. Once you get in your car, check that shit. Make sure you have everything. Once you arrive there, make sure you have your folder with all of your documents because the last thing you want is to get there and have to be told to go home. And the same thing with like the DMV, basically any type of government issued sort of identification, be prepared because I almost collapsed to the floor in the post office. And the lady was so nice. I filed her survey for her about her customer service. I said, this was the best customer service I've ever gotten in my entire life. Like she truly saved my life that day. So that's what I was doing when you were having fun exploring the big city, the big apple. I love that. We love the queen of helping out. Cause that's yeah. the worst when you forget like a document or like you go through this whole process and the document doesn't like work for them. Cause I got my TSA pre-check and I, that kind of happened to me. I drove all the way to five, um, which is like an hour away from me to get my TSA pre-check and they wouldn't take my birth certificate because it was like 26 years old. So they're like, this is too ripped up. And I'm like, oh, duh. It's a fucking birth certificate from the day that <laughs> do you I want, was born. Are we supposed to print a new one every year? <laughs> like, what do you want? And so she, like, they wouldn't accept it. And they're and I was like, just try. Just put it through. And if they deny me, then I'll come back another time. And they're like, no, we can't do that. And I'm like, 
you said that you don't think it's going to go through, then there's a the way that you're framing this means that there is a possibility that it will go through because they have to like send it off and like the the people have to then decide. And so it was that was really frustrating. But it's funny because the day that you were going to get your passport renewed, I got mine in the mail, my very first passport, which I love. Did they have to? Are keep you satisfied your... with your picture? Um. Yes, I am. I'm gonna see if okay. I can show it without okay. like showing my identity. Maybe I shouldn't do this. I can just post a picture. It's okay. But, uh, you can send it to me. Yeah, but the the woman at the post office was like, we were trying to take our picture. We were like stoic, straight faced, because everyone's like, you have to be straight faced for your for your passport picture. And she was like, you can smile. And I was like, what? And so I was like, I smiled and, um, and she was like, yeah. And then she came and she was fixing my hair and she was like, okay, okay. And then she was like telling me to give a big smile and stuff. And then when, with Emily, she was like telling Emily like, okay, you shouldn't do this. She was like really sweet. And then, yeah, afterwards we looked it up and you're allowed to smile on your passport picture. You just can't have an obnoxious smile. Like it has to be able to show how you really look. But I know a lot oh. of people go and get their DM or their picture taken and like they're really mean to them saying like, no, you can't smile or put your ears, your hair behind your ears. That's what stuff. they fucking said to me. Really? So I didn't I- smile, but I, so it was a guy, like he didn't give a fuck. He just point, pointed the camera at me and shot the picture. The first picture that I got, I looked like a supermodel. Like, <laughs> Stunning. Like- Mm-mm, she didn't exist and I was like oh my god this picture is so fucking good we get to the computer and apparently there's like something that tells you whether or not it's acceptable and my I guess my hair covered too much of my face so I had to retake the picture and this time he was wow. like tuck your hair behind your ears and I have big ass fucking ears <laughs> and I was like are you really gonna make me tuck my hair behind my ears and he was like yeah I am so I mean, I took the same picture. My face looks pretty much the same, but my hair is just tucked behind my ears, and it's not the same thing. It's not. I, it's okay, but I would have slayed a lot harder if he just would have let me have the first one. But it's that's whatever. crazy. The DMV woman, she took her picture on this old camera, and like uh, she put the memory card in this like little thing, and then she printed four copies. She gave or two copies of both of our pictures. So we got to keep one and then she sent it with the other one. Um, so we were lucky enough where Emily had her hair behind her ears and she was like, no, untuck your hair behind your ears. And she was like really trying to make us look like really good. And then we, I mean, we got it. So it's, it's fine. Literally. So next time you renew it, you should do it here. I'm going to say, can really... I have a woman? Like I need a woman to take my photo because they, <laughs> they look out for us. Really? And if she was so sweet too, because I'm, I don't know if you feel this way, but like having to do anything when you're changing your gender marker, I'm always worried about people kind of like questioning my experience or being like, oh, like there's no way, or like just making a comment on it. Yeah. Cause that's the last thing you want to do. You just want to be like, okay, like this happened. Treat me like a normal human being because this is a very vulnerable situation. She didn't say anything about it. She was like, okay. And then she was like, yeah, your, your name change document. Um, it's gonna, they're going to give it back to you. Cause I had to send it with everything. I don't know if you did too. And they said that they're going to send it back to me like a few weeks after I get my passport. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of happy that I didn't bring mine because my old passport was issued when I was 15. So she would have just looked at it. I would have been like, that's me. Surprise. 
And that, that, that would have been awkward. Isn't it? So yeah, I'm glad that I didn't bring it because I didn't have to talk anything about my gender because my ID, it says female. So does my birth certificate. So that's fine. And even now, like they don't even require documents to change your gender marker. Like they'll just change it. Yeah. If you say that so you want cool. to for the passport, at least. So I, I just want to say that I hate you for being born in Washington and having the process be so easy to change your birth certificate to say female yeah. on it. Yeah. Because I was born in probably the best state in the world, especially for trans issues. I was born in South Carolina and oh, my yeah. birth certificate has a big old M on it and I don't live there anymore. I can't just go to my whatever and like have to like, there's like no way a judge is going to be like, yeah, okay, we're going to change it to F because you're trans and like we accept that. And I don't live there. There's like a whole thing. So I've been like dealing with this shit for so long of me being like, okay, I need to change my birth certificate to say F because I want to get dual citizenship in Mexico and I have to present all these documents and I don't want there to be anything in the way of them not giving it to me. So I'm in the process of really trying to get it changed in South Carolina, but I have no idea how to do that. So I was talking with a friend who's in law school and um, they're trans and they have worked on cases before or helped work on cases before with like certain identity documents for trans people. And so they were like, you know, um, because you're born in South Carolina, there's like this clause where if you get your gender marker changed in another state, if you file a motion to get it changed in another state, as long as it fits the requirements of South Carolina, then the motion that you filed in Washington, which Washington's super progressive, will be valid in South Carolina. So then they can update it in South Carolina. So there was like kind of like this workaround. And then so I was like, oh, great, slay. And then so I scheduled a... Uh, uh, an appointment with a lawyer to speak with a lawyer about, okay, what motions do I need to file for this? Because I have a plan of action in my head on how I'm going to do this. We're going to really finesse the system. And then I talked with the lawyer the other day. It was like, I think yesterday or the day before. And the lawyer calls me and they were walking through it. And they were like kind of laughing at the fact that I said my friend's in law school. And they were like, yeah, well, what did your friend like what were, what were they saying? Like, just like kind of making a joke about it. And then was like, I don't even know what we would file for that. And I was like, you're the fucking lawyer. What? And they're like, there's no documents for us to do that because Washington state, you are able to just change your gender marker through like the actual like health department. It's not through any sort of legal document. It's not through the law. It's through the health department. So there, you don't have to file a motion in Washington. So the only way that we would have to do it is if you wanted to do it in Washington, you'd have to like make up an o- your own filing by like adjust. I don't know. It was like she was being kind of like, I don't know. I think, she, you know, she was being real, but like it was just kind of like really upsetting that I was like not really getting any help or support. And um, then she she kind of left me in the weird area where she was like, I don't know what to do. She was like, I maybe I would recommend maybe going to your your health your health department in South Carolina and I'm like I don't live there <laughs> like that's why I want to do it here 
And so she, I don't, yeah, I kind of ended up in this like weird area where like, I just feel like there's nothing for me to do. I can't do anything. It was so. really easy for me. <laughs> like, up. I can't believe you have to like go see a lawyer. Like, what the fuck? It is so annoying. Well, how was your name? Was your name change more difficult than your gender marker? Do you remember? Um, it wasn't hard. I just had to go to court and like talk to the judge. So it was so embarrassing. Like you have to like stand in front of the, a bunch of other fucking people that are there for like traffic tickets or whatever. <laughs> and right. he was asking me questions. And I think the question was like, are you doing, are you changing your name to get out of danger? And I think he meant like, are you trying to like evade a past criminal record or something like that? And I was like, yeah, because, you know, like people might hate crime me because I'm trans. And he was like, okay, that's not what I meant. And I was like, okay, then no. And it was so <laughs> And then having to talk in front of everyone. Yeah, like I was like really quiet. I was like, I'm trans. And he's like, what? I was like, I'm trans. I, I, I don't want my middle name anymore. And he was like, oh, okay. But yeah, oh it was fucking awkward. Like I, anything having to do with changing government related documents is just fucking pain in the ass that's that's crazy because the same with me but luckily um the the so it was like a room full of everyone just doing a bunch of different things like cis people changing their names because they don't like their dad anymore or whatever um so it was finally my turn to go up and my like I'm like probably maybe six months on hormones maybe not even that and just like going up and everyone knows why I'm changing my name but like you're able to say you want to do it anonymously so then she turns on like a a static noise so then no one can hear when you go up and you talk to the so I went up and I talked with the the judge like like face to face instead of having to do it on the microphone because I wanted it to be anonymous. And then I just told her I was trans and she was like, okay. And like, bitch, everyone fucking knew because <laughs> because they have to say your name. Like when you're going up, they said my dead name and they were like, you want to change your name to J. Olivia Noel? Why? And it's like, fucking look at me. Um, just because I felt like it. It's no reason. So. <laughs> But I remember that process being like, I had to go to the fucking, I don't know if you had to go to the police department to get your fingerprints done because they had to verify. Okay. Well, Florida, you have to, because they have to make sure you're not a criminal evading the law. Oh yeah. See, that's what I was thinking Mm -hmm. when he was asking me those questions, but (laughs) no, I was nervous. But yeah, those documents are always so fucking annoying to have to, to do. I hate it. Yeah, and what, we're like seven, six years on hormones, and we're still doing this shit. So, do you find it annoying having to like constantly verify your identity when you've been living your life? It's fucking you? annoying because, like, yeah, I feel like I've done the most important things or like the necessities that I need, like my driver's license, whatever. So it's just like, oh, I have to go down this road again. I have to change my passport now, or. At this point, I have to change my social social security. I think that's the last thing that I have to change. But does that really matter? I don't really think it does. It's it's the worst. When I was talking with that lawyer about changing my my identity or my birth certificate, I was like, 
it just it, it really grounds you and it like it makes you go oh wow like i'm still kind of living in a state where i'm not accepted even though socially people see me as me and i don't have to think twice about it but then when you actually think about the law and how sometimes it's not going to always be on your side then you're like oh wow like this does really deeply affect the community in a lot of ways so then it like really hits you and it's like oh that sucks but you know it's fine at least i have my passport that officially says my gender marker so this is my first federal document that addresses me as me and i'm very very grateful for that i love so, that we can go on an international trip now together once i get my period we can leave the country i'm going to mexico and like next next halloween we should go oh my god I'm down, honestly. Could you imagine Hall or Mexico City during the uh, Dia de los Muertos? That sounds like heaven. It would be, it'd be so much fun. I love so that. let's do it. Girlish international trip. <laughs> Period. I love it. But yeah, uh, has there any been anything else going on? You were like struggling to do that passport thing. We had like a, a girlish sort of meeting that we were attending and you're like trying to yeah. join it while you're probably on the fucking canyon. I was literally in the middle of the canyon. I didn't have any Wi-Fi. I was like, okay, well this sucks. And then yeah, I was stuck there for fucking 3-4 hours. So oh my god. I'm just happy it's done. My passport's good for 10 years, so I don't have to do deal with this for a while. And next time mm. I can just mail it in. So I the worst is over thankfully was it that night or the night after that you like were really releasing your endorphins with mini golf oh my god it was the next day literally okay. the day before yeah we went so we went mini golfing on friday we've been trying to do like wholesome nights with our friends like on the weekend like instead of going out to the bar let's like play board games or let's go mini golfing or bowling or something so we went mini golfing and the Stakes were that it was boys versus girls, whoever, because we went out to dinner before. So whoever lost has to pay for dinner. And I am kind of competitive, but Russell is like 10 times more competitive than me. And my motivation isn't necessarily to win. It's just that if you're going to talk shit to me before we start, I want to shut you up. And that's exactly what we did because we ate them up. In that mini golf game, I was trying so hard, so hard to win because I, first I didn't want to pay for dinner. And second, I just wanted to shut them up because they like to talk shit and, you know, talk shit, get hit. And that's what I was doing with my golf balls. I was getting, I didn't get a hole in one, but I was like Tiger Woods out there, honestly. And nothing's better than a good mini golf, especially when you have friends. Like, it's just... There's just, it's so good. It's just it's like so such cute. a wholesome game. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So you guys won? We did win. We, they, we stopped keeping track after a certain point because we were like four points ahead at one point. And then we just kept doing better than them. And they were like, it's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll just pay. You guys won, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Emily and I went for our anniversary a few years ago like for the very we, we've never gone mini golfing but that one time and we were together for like six years so when we went i was like wow i love mini golf like this is so fun it's so fun so yeah i think that's really cool 
Uh, I really love those like wholesome times that we have to go mini golf because I want to, I'm bad at it, but I feel like it'd be really fun. It's okay. Honestly, it's like mostly luck. Like you have to, my strategy is not necessarily try and get a hole in one, but just try and strategically place the ball near the hole so that you can Mm -hmm. easily put it in. Like that's what I kept doing. Like I wasn't trying to hit it in on my first time. I was just using my brain to analyze the course. I'm like, if I hit it off this wall with a good speed and trajectory, it's going to bounce off that wall, and then I'm going to get close to the hole. And it was okay, like queen of geometry. I honestly am a mathematician, so yeah, that's really the that secret. You. You're like, I have a degree, so. Yes, I, I went to college, so I should know how to play mini golf. Period. That's really funny. I'm happy that, that it all worked out well for you, though. Yeah, that was a nice little, I guess, fun thing to do after almost dying at the post office the day before. So, Did you yeah. know there's like a difference between mini golf and putt putt? There's like a, I like recently, I like watch a, a trivia podcast sometimes when I'm like bored. And evidently there's a difference between them. And I always thought that they were the same thing. I think, but. is it mini golf like... It's a course and putt putt is just like you're trying, you're on the putting green and you're trying to putt it into the hole. I think that, I think that's But there's like no like obstacle course to get there. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's the difference. Okay. Okay. Queen of knowledge. Oh, I am a golfer. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot. I was also a guest, so. (laughs) No, I literally think you're right though. That's, it was, it's something like that. Like one of them is actually like a, the obstacle course you won, which I think is mini golf. But that is fun. Yeah, you know. Let me see. But yeah, um, I wanted to talk about one more thing before we kind of like go into the main topics. Because we've been constantly talking about how, like over the past few months, how I do like a employee inclusion network at my job. And I was telling you about this a little bit. But we had a an, an event recently for the employee inclusion network at my job. My job has about over a thousand people working for it. Like it's a pretty big company. It's an enterprise company, pretty big. There's like a a ton of people. I think there's over 2000 and specifically for the pride inclusion network that had the biggest response whenever the employee inclusion networks were like advertised. Um, There was like a, a, like a woman one. Um, There's I think one for, uh, for black people and there's a, a pride event one. And the pride one evidently had the biggest response. And so we have like 60 people in our Slack channel. So we were like really excited for this event. We launch events every month. This is our second one officially. And (laughs) we had like people like messaging us all fucking like the past like two weeks preparing for it being like, hey, I never got an invite. Can you please send the invite to me? Can you please send the invite to me? And like a ton of people. So uh, so much to the point where like I just posted the link on Slack. I said, hey, everyone, it's right here if you want to come. And <laughs> I joined and like we're like super excited. It's supposed to be like this informal meeting where we're just like talking about like pop culture and like what we've been watching, what we've been doing. And we, I like I'm waiting and I'm like hosting this. I'm waiting and I'm, I have a co-host that I'm doing it with. Um, she's the co-chair. She's the other co-chair. Um, so we're like just sitting there waiting and one person comes in and then another person comes in 
and then another person comes in and then i think at most we had five people <laughs> come into the meeting and then we're just kind of like waiting and i'm and it's probably like five minutes past like the meeting should have started already but i'm like no we'll wait a little longer and the meeting's only 30 minutes so no one came and the people that did come one person joined and was like hey what is this why was i invited to this and i was like oh my god <laughs> and i was like oh this is a pride inc- you know pride inclusion at work like this is for like the lgbt community that the people that work here who want to be involved whatever and he's like okay i'm gonna go and i was like okay so he's not an ally i don't i don't think so Clearly. Was like, i have a lot of work to do i would stay but i have a lot of work to do that was, was an excuse like, that was an excuse. Honey, Just you accepted, right, you accepted the invite. So you have 30 minutes of free time that you accepted for your calendar. You, you're you just homophobic. Yeah. So the people that did stay were two people from my team who I'm not <laughs> sure if they're part of the LGBT community. They could be. A part of me thinks that they were there to kind of um, just like understand what these employee inclusion networks are because we work for the onboarding learning and development team. So they, we have to kind of know what everything does in this company to really promote it for the new hires. So I think that's why they were kind of there. Um, and yeah, so two people that I was, I wasn't sure if they were part of the LGBT community, me and the co-chair. And then I think there's two other people that are part of the LGBT community. So it's just a very small group of people. And we just like, we talked a little bit about TV shows that I wanted it to kind of be centered around LGBT issues, but like it didn't, it wasn't at all. We just ended up just talking about regular TV shows and then it ended. And then I was like, wow, that was really embarrassing. So I would have joined. Don't, thank you. I should have sent you, you the invite. invite. I would have said, oh, I'm a new hire. Um, yeah, that just been so the much company. fun. Honestly, though, like if that ever happens again and you're bored, I will send you the invite. You can just no, sit out with your camera um, off. I will seriously come because we have but, a lot of people. Oh, go ahead. Wait, what were you saying? I said we have a lot of people that like our company acquires a ton of other companies. So our a lot of our people that we invite are outside the company just because their their email address is from another company that we purchased. So a lot of times we have to send invites to people out of the company. So technically they wouldn't know if you didn't work for us. That's true. Next and next time. <laughs> next time. Invite, I'll join. Okay. I'll be the life of the party. I wanted to kind of get into some pop culture stuff um, because there has been a few pop culture things, big phenomenons that have been happening within the LGBT community I have one thing I wanted to bring up, and I know you have something else you want to bring up regarding two musical artists um, that are very, very much in the news currently. One of them, um, obviously, being the the biggest artist probably in the world currently, Taylor Swift, and the other <laughs> being <laughs> Chance the Rapper, um, both just stories kind of relating to the LGBT community. And I know a little or less about the Chance the Rapper thing. And I want I wanted you to kind of educate me. And I wanted to give you the rundown on the Gayler theories with Taylor Swift, because I thought that would be a little fun. I had no idea that there was just this battle within the Taylor Swift community about her sexuality. Yes. I didn't know that. 
I'm on Taylor Swift's side of TikTok. I don't know if I like Taylor Swift's music yet. I haven't decided. I was a big fan of her when I was a lot younger. Um, and then like within the recent years after she released, um, I think Reputation, I think I just stopped listening, but I was a huge fan of her and I kind of was a fallen fan, I guess. And there's like a big community of people that just obsess over her. And like, she has like a lot of Easter eggs everywhere. So she has like hidden clues and stuff and everything's an Easter egg. So when you fall down QAnon TikTok, Taylor and on TikTok, you start <laughs> getting really in your head about all these conspiracy theories that people believe. And everyone's like promoting these like Taylor Swift conspiracy theories. Like she said this in a song before. So that means this. And like, this means that. And a big theory within Taylor Swift lore is that she's bisexual. So there's a group of people in the Taylor Swift community called the Gaylers that think Taylor Swift is um, a bisexual queen. And there's like a bunch of, there's like a whole iceberg of reasons why people say that. And the biggest clue we have is uh, she was seen kissing Carly Kloss in a 1975 during a 1975 show back in the day so it was speculated that they were dating because they were very very close friends and um there's like this huge speculation granted you know kids or kid friends can kiss friends and like i get that but then like during like other there's been like other times where she had that song me i think and like in that song she was like it's a music video she like was like this talking about gay pride and stuff and her hair color was like the color of the bisexual flag. And like during like a documentary, she was like saying how she wanted to write me to kind of represent everything that she was. And then she, she like said like, you know, like gay pride. So she was saying that she was gay pride or she represented gay pride in some aspect. So people were like, that was a little sus to say. So like, who is, is Taylor Swift queer is her lyrics in itself, like, are there any songs specifically about Carly Kloss and stuff? So leading into this album, there was a big theory that a lot of these songs was going to be like her coming out. At least that's what I interpreted from these these videos. And she's never outwardly said that she was not gay or she, she was straight. She's never said that. So it was speculated that she probably was going to like, there might be more of a, her coming out on her 10th album. And so... I was expecting it. I literally, okay. So I hope this isn't illegal. Maybe it is, but I, I got a leaked version of the album before I came. <laughs> so um, I have like a, a friend that sent that over to me, and I was like, I guess I'm on a plane right now. I'll listen to it, and um, listening to it, I literally there was like it was so straight. It was probably like the straightest album I've ever heard. Like in every song, she mentions like a boy. So I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know how much of this lore I believe. But there was one song that really got me. And it was a song that in this new album called um, Question. And in the song, she's like referring to, she's talking about a person um, as if she's the male perspective. And she's like saying like, she's talking like to a, a girl. And like, it's so it's kind of like a love song to a a woman and it's kind of like odd but it's like played off like she's the male i don't know it's like really weird she's you have trans. to listen to it <laughs> literally <laughs> but it's kind of 
it's kind of crazy because what made me not only is there like a weird like her singing to a woman is like very different than like anything that she's ever done but like in the song she says um uh, can i ask you a question did you ever have someone kiss you in a crowded room and every single one of your friends was making fun of you but 15 seconds later they were clapping too then what did you do so everyone's like oh my kissing in a crowded room. The song's like, you're singing to a woman. You kiss Carly Kloss in a 1975 show. And so there's this like huge speculation that like this song was maybe about her. But then, I don't know, there's like a community of people that think she is straight called the Hetlers who like are arguing that. And <laughs> so it's just like a back and forth. Is it queer baiting from Taylor Swift not to just say what she is a little bit? I think it's very much the Harry Styles effect where everyone he's profiting off of people thinking he's queer. So instead of saying whether you are or aren't, you leave it up for speculation. So people that are against you being gay still support you and people who think you're gay still support you. And like, it's kind of, I do find it a little queer baby. Um, Even if she is queer at the end of the day, not being like vocal about it, especially in your position can be seen as a little, I don't know, abusive of your power or a little problematic. And so I can see why people would be upset for her just to kind of not say anything at all. But that's essentially like the the gay Taylor lore. I love how you use the word lore to explain. Like she's a fucking Game (laughs) of Thrones character. Uh, And I I agree. I think she she's fully aware that this is going on. She definitely. Oh, of course. And she has like a she has a really good relationship with with Rolling Stone. And even before this album came out, like Rolling Stones released an article talking about like the Gaylor theories. So people are like, she has a really good relationship with them. Why would they publish an article like this if there wasn't true? So like, I think she's playing into it. I think it's fun for her to like play into it. And for people to speculate because she is like the queen of having Easter eggs and stuff. But yeah, so like that's kind of what I've been my whole for you page. And I guess I'm a fan. Like this album slap. Like I fucking love this album. It was really good. So I don't know if you listen to it. Maybe I should to listen it. to Miss I, rec- I recommend. It's like a nice cheesy pop album. And I think I, I think I needed it. Really good. Maybe I'll listen. I'll dabble. I've never really listened to her, to be honest. It, it just never was really my cup of tea. But maybe I'll like her. Maybe I'll become a gayler. Or a hitler. <laughs> Who knows? I haven't picked my side yet. <laughs> okay, true. I, I'll send you a song. You have to listen to it. Okay. Big fan. It's so funny to me. I also I wanted to say... You can't believe what? I can't believe she has the world divided like this. It's honestly, like, I just, I don't know. I just, it's it's kind of crazy. I think it makes sense to believe it with, in my opinion, with all, all, this, all the things that she's done or said in the past and a lot of the speculations of certain lyrics, I think it kind of makes sense that she has some sort of relationship with Carly Kloss. But, you know, it's all up for speculation and, um, who am I to out someone, if anything? So, yeah, I think that it is a very, very interesting thing. I do I do love Taylor Swift. I will say Jack Antonoff, he's the producer of our decade, I will say. He's produced the 1975's new album, 
Lord's new album, Claro's newest album, and now Taylor Swift's album, which are like literally the one of the like the best indie artists of our time or like all of those people. So like I love, love, love um, Jack Antonoff. You can hear his influence in like all of these music. And so like, yeah, that's that's me giving my little like indie history lesson for you. Thank you. I feel very enlightened. Sure. Um, thank you. I just have so much more knowledge than I did coming into this. So thank you. You're like I actually, especially really about Miss Taylor, Queen. Yeah, and Miss Taylor, if you're listening to this, we support Come you no matter how how you identify. If you're straight, that's okay, girl. It's okay to be straight. It is. No, contrary to popular belief in this day and age, it's, it's okay. We, we, we accept you for you. who you are. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I guess on the opposite side of the spectrum, actually, maybe not so much on the opposite side of the spectrum. So Chance the Rapper, he's a rapper, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> but he, no. come, he came under fire this week on Twitter because apparently he had been liking trans porn on Twitter and Twitter is a very like, you know, it's, it's Twitter, but there's a side of Twitter that's just straight up porn. If you didn't know that. And I guess, you know, he may have dabbled into that side as he was scrolling through his timeline. And the, I guess people were just kind of talking about it, poking fun at him, trying to cancel him in some instances, just simply for liking trans porn. Like people were saying like, Oh, that's so weird. Like, that's so embarrassing. Do you not know that your Twitter likes are public? Blah, blah, blah. So I thought it would be interesting to talk about him, just him in general, liking trans porn, the community's response to that, and also just like the prevalence of trans porn as a whole and the entirety of porn in general. Like, it's one of the most popular categories in the entire world, yet every time somebody is caught enjoying it or liking something in relation to it, they get made fun of, which I think is funny because it wouldn't be the most popular category in the world if most people haven't seen something or have consumed it in some way. So yeah, that's what I wanted to end this episode talking about. What do you think about like the whole situation, like liking trans porn, like, I, I don't know. I find it, I always feel like it's the people that you least expect it, it to happen from, but it kind of makes sense when you think about it. Because this has happened with uh, Alex Jones, which I don't know if anyone, everyone has to know Alex Jones at this point. Huge like conspiracy theorist believes that the kids from, um, what is it called? Uh, Sandy Hook were all like made up and their parents are crisis actors and like they didn't die like a crazy Trumpy uh, anti-trans person. But like he shared like a, like a, his, a screenshot from his phone or something one time. And you can see on his like recently viewed, he was watching trans porn and like stuff like that has happened. I felt like a lot of times where like, it's, it's been, it's been from a lot of people that you just would least expect it from. But I do kind of find it a little frustrating where it's like you can actively engage in um, an environment that or participate in an environment that's going to harm our community. 
yet you are sexualizing us and literally jerking off to us in general. And I think, you know, trans people can participate in sex work. I think that's perfectly fine. And um, I obviously, I know sex work is very exploitive. So I'm sure a lot of trans women specifically um, become exploited in this industry. But I do, I don't know, the prevalence of trans porn, I, I feel is, it's a little, it's a little frustrating. I don't, I, not that like, it's a bad thing, but I just think that the people that engage with it are, you know, I feel like most of the times they're always going to be like openly transphobic. Not saying that Chance the Rapper is. I don't know what he believes or if he said anything about trans people. I know he used to say faggot in his lyrics, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel exactly about it, but I, I do know that we tend to be over-sexualized because of this porn. And um, I don't know. How do you feel? I don't have an issue with people watching it, obviously, like do whatever you have to do or whatever you like. It's just that it's so popular. It's so popular, yet so many people criticize it. And so many people are against the trans community or make fun of, especially men, like will make fun of other men anytime they say or admit that they're attracted to a trans woman. It's like a joke, like, oh, are you gay? Like, blah, blah, blah. But like, How are we, like, I know full and well that most of these people that are commenting that in their own privacy have probably watched it and enjoyed it, but they'll go to Twitter and they will publicly shame people for actually saying it out loud and not just consuming that media and the privacy of their own home. So that's like the most frustrating thing to me. It's just that, like, like I said, this is literally one of the most popular categories in the world. And I know for a fact that probably 90% of the people that are like making fun of him for it have watched it themselves and they probably liked it, but will they ever admit that? No. And that's even more harmful to the community because you're consuming this in your privacy and you're enjoying it, but you'll turn your back on us the second it's in public and say like, oh, that's, that's gross. That's gay. That's disgusting. And that's the part that's frustrating to me. And there were a lot of people on Twitter. I I don't know if he's married or has a girlfriend, but they're basically posting pictures of whoever he's with saying like, oh, well, it's not so surprising that he likes trans porn because this is what his wife or girlfriend or whoever looks like. And I, I don't know if they're trying to prove the point like that she looks traditionally more masculine or what exactly the purpose of that is. But I've seen that multiple times. People are like, oh, well, I'm honestly not surprised because if these are the type of cis women that he likes, then obviously he likes trans girls. And that, like, I don't understand that. Like, why does it matter what he does in his free time? Like, are you going to stop listening to his music because of the choice of porn that he chooses? That's fucking stupid. I just don't know what goes through the minds of the male community. You guys need to get it together and kind of figure things out. I just, I think it, it upsets me because trans women are hot. Like we are like objectively, I feel like people like, and I think that's what it makes men are so their masculinity is so fragile. It's because they acknowledge, I feel like they, they know it, but they, to themselves, they have to be like, no, 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 that's gay. That's gay. But it's like, no, like the majority of people, there wouldn't be such a large transport community or like, or prevalence if people didn't find trans women attractive. 
because we are. And like, I think that's fine, obviously, but it is when it harms the community, like just so annoying that it's like, I don't know if you saw Joe Rogan recently talk about this. He was saying how he watches trans porn, but he was like, oh, but it's not gay. It's not gay because there's still a dick and a vagina involved. So it's not gay. And it's like, it's weird how like your porn has to have a dick involved into it for you to be able to watch it. Cause that seems a little gay to me, <laughs> but it's, yeah. So it just, I find it like super frustrating. Cause I feel like that's a lot yeah. of the mentality is like, like, no, like you're, you're watching, you're watching gay porn. Like you're watching lesbian porn. If you're watching a trans woman with a woman, like you are engaging in that. And I don't know. It is weird. It's it is odd that these these people can like look down on us yet sexualize us, and um, I do find that a little frustrating. And it sucks that like now his wife is getting shit, and so it's it's almost like it affects the community, it affects him, it affects his wife because of what he likes to watch. And I don't know. Then it like it makes it point paints us out to be I don't know some sort of pathology. I don't know. I don't like it. It's always so hard to kind of talk about it. She posted on Instagram, I think, after it all happened. And she said that it was a mistake. Like, he accidentally liked the posts, which I don't know. Like, you don't just randomly have porn pop up on your timeline unless you're actively looking for accounts to put it there. So I don't think it was a mistake, Miss Girl. And you know what? That's a, that's another issue that you have to resolve with your own husband. But I don't. Regardless, I don't think she should be getting hate because of how she looks, and like people saying, "Oh, she looks like a tranny." So, duh. Like, obviously, he likes it. I follow like sex workers um, on just to like support them on my my Twitter. Uh, especially like, I feel like there's a lot of trans women that I'm friends with on Twitter that do sex work. So I follow like. I feel like a handful of, of, of sex workers and like, I'll get stuff occasionally on my timeline, but not like what he specifically liked. Like it just, it doesn't make sense to me that like, that like it was an accident. I don't think that's true, but you know what, if that makes you feel, you know, safe in your relationship or I don't know, it just, I don't know if if this is bad, but it's no secret that a lot of like well-known like actors, rappers, musicians, they love the dolls. They really do. And sometimes, like, I don't know if this is bad or not, but in my head I'm like, oh, like, that's so crazy that, like, a celebrity is attracted to us because, I don't know, people like to talk shit about trans girls all the time, but I'm sorry, all these multimillionaires want us. So at the end of the day, who's winning? I mean, we're still losing, actually. But <laughs> in my head, it's like, oh, like celebrities want me, even though they I don't know that I guess, but still. I think it's so funny, too. Like, the trans women are so funny. And, like, a lot of the responses to this, I think, was the best, where people were like, oh, okay, chance, like, sliding into <laughs> my DMs. Like, it was just like, just making fun of the whole thing, just being like, I love that, like, you love us. And um, I think that's, like, the best part when we as a community can, like, make fun of it and just kind of, like, reclaim that whole situation as our own because it does suck when it's, like, 
this happens and now he's being called gay or being attacked or being made fun of or how it's a bad thing if he liked it. I don't like the fact that his 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 girlfriend was like it was a mistake because regardless like you saying that is now just continuing this negative like a targeting or attacks towards trans people as if as if it's a weird thing that he were to like transport considering it's such a huge category in porn and um yeah i don't know but you know what i think we're the funniest and we are iconic so i don't care we are iconic like any person that has the ability to completely switch their whole identity that takes a lot of skill. It takes a lot of perseverance and it's inspiring. So who wouldn't be attracted to us? If you are not, then you're lying. You're a liar. Literally. That's all I, I think have to say. To, to be able to just like one day be like the most, I used to be made fun of in middle school saying that I look like a 40 year old man. I used to like, I had bullies, like really people being so mean to me. And like I had to drop out of a class one time because they kept saying that. Now to go to the dentist and for the dentist to be like, I would have never known you were trans. I was, you know what I mean? Now like, you're the it girl. Now I'm now I'm doing I'm doing it. So that's like most of um, our origin stories. It's like we're bullied and we feel ugly and then we blossom into the most beautiful supermodel butterfly. Period. I love that for us. That's just how it is. Right. <laughs> I like how we talked about two musicians this week. That's funny. I know the music world is just popping off lately with all these. It really is. Topics. But I think to finish it off, I do want to have her fun. Am I the asshole? Um, because I think this is. Um, I don't know. It's fun to do, and it's really hard. If there are weeks that I can't find one, please bear with me because it is really hard to find like a good one to like show because a lot of them are like jokes or people being like transphobic or something. So bear with me if um, they don't seem like if we, if we don't have them every time. So let me read this one. I'm ready. Okay. So, am I the asshole for asking my spouse to not go public as trans just yet? I want to start with the history. I met and fell in love with my best friend 10 years ago at the time, a male. I was raised extremely religious to the extent of it. I did anything against the... What? To the extent that if I did anything against the religion, I was literally physically harmed I left my parents' religion once once six years ago, and they sent people in the house, and I was worn down and went back. One year ago, we left again. We had so much peace. I feel like I'm so happy, and I've been an, and I've been an even better mom for my kids, and our home is great. A few months after leaving this highly restrictive religion, my wonderful spouse told me she is my wife. As soon as she said it, I knew she was right. And she had been my beautiful wife since, and I love her even more now than before. She is so bright and happy and amazing. My wife is getting closer to being publicly out, but I'm scared. I know I will lose my parents, and apart from them, the only people I have that care about me is my wife and her mom. I don't have friends. I don't have loved ones. I've always been the black sheep and the troubled child and, every, and everyone besides my wife's eyes. 
I love my wife and I want her to be who she is. <laughs> Sorry, my cat's been, oh, she's so cute. Um, I love my wife and I want her to be who she is, but I don't want to tell my parents, at least not yet. I haven't even told my parents I've left the religion. I just want a bit more time, but I feel like I'm holding my wife back from being her true self. My wife is so amazing and isn't pressuring me to go fast and is willing to wait until I'm ready. But I feel like she shouldn't be letting me have this power. I need advice. I really don't know what to do. I feel like such an asshole asking her to wait a bit longer. What is your thoughts? Mm, I don't think she herself is an asshole. But at the end of the day, it sounds like she has a lot of unresolved issues and trauma with her religion and her parents. And from that description, it doesn't sound like she had like a very, has a very good relationship with them to begin with. Right. So I feel like to make your wife wait just to please your parents who you don't really seem to have the best relationship with and appear to be very strict and religious. I feel like that's not her issue. You know, like I, I don't know. I feel like you should not dictate your wife's journey based on how your own parents are going to react, because if you are okay with it and you love your wife, then it shouldn't matter. And I'm not sure I personally think don't think I would be so hung up on what my parents saw if I was in like an extremely religious household growing up and she described herself as the black sheep. She doesn't really get along with them, whatever the case may be. So just knowing that I wouldn't care. Like, why are you going to try and seek the validation? I mean, I get it, it's your family, it's your parents, but like, mm-hmm. why would you try and seek their validation over your wife? And like, if you know, if you do feel like you're like the asshole in the situation, then it, then don't be like, she kind of like went through the process in her own mind herself and was like, I shouldn't be the one to stand in the way. I shouldn't do this. Like you kind of answered the question for yourself, babes. Yeah. I don't think she's an this, asshole, but. Yeah. I don't think she's an asshole either. I don't think no one's an asshole in this situation. I get the tricky circumstances of having family um, work with this like i i get it whenever i came out um i know like emily had to i mean i came out before knowing or before i started dating emily but physically and um socially around her family they have they have seen me through my entire transition so i know for her to explain this to everyone is a lot for her And, um, but she's always willing to do it because she understands the value of my happiness. And at the end of the day, me presenting as anything other than myself is not authentic and it's not who, what our relationship is. So I think that it is a little, I don't want to say selfish, but it is a little, it is a little selfish, I think, to kind of want to hold that, you know, away from, because every day of them having to live a life that's not them is probably super painful. And so, yeah, I think to seek the validation of your parents who have put you through physical harm in this religion that's put you through a lot of emotional mental harm, I think I think you're really prioritizing this really bad environment in your life over someone that actually loves you and wants the most for you. 
that it just feels like you should be putting more priority over one thing than something that's, you know what I mean? So I just, I, I find it a little frustrating that like, I, you should just care for your wife's needs, let her do what she has to do. And I know what it's like to like lose family and it is super scary, but what's scary is this whole situation's even 10 times more scarier, I'm sure for your wife to have to go through. So it's kind of like where I'm at with that. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's I I feel like it would be tough to lose a family member, but at the end of the day, just because you are blood with somebody doesn't mean you are always able to salvage a relationship. Like it already sounds like you don't have the best relationship and what what really is there to salvage? Like you have your wife on one hand who you obviously love and then you have your parents on the other hand. They are your parents, but do you really have a close relationship with them? Like, is it really worth risking your wife's happiness just to make your parents happy with yeah. what you're doing? And it, I don't know. It seems like it's, there's just an imbalance of like what, where the priority should lie in terms of relationships. And you can't hold on to it forever because if they don't know you left the religion again, like there's already a million things that's going to step in the, it's going to step in the relation, like step in the way of your relationship with your family. So like, I think you might as well just rip the bandaid off and just, just, you know, be honest with yourself and don't continue living a lie just to please them. I know that trap though. I know the trap of me going and visiting my mom or anytime I talk with my mom and seeing her in person, the way how how small I feel. I feel like I'm back in an an age where like I was I was like trapped underneath them, how they had so much power over me. And it is an odd thing to just be around your family because you want to be yourself. You want to show them who you've become um, and what your life is now. But when you're around them, they can make you feel so small. And I and I know that feeling and I and I, I absolutely know that. But in order to actually live, be happy, you have to just make those steps. And, you know, maybe you'll never talk to them again. Maybe they'll come around. Maybe you'll find a weird middle ground of a way to communicate that might not be what you want, but it works. So I think it's it's a very odd thing. But yeah, I think that's kind of my thoughts. I agree. I don't think you're an asshole. I think you should resolve the issue of you leaving the religion first before you talk about your wife. But yeah, I agree. Slay. Get therapy. Um, yeah, go. Honestly, maybe you should go to therapy. Yeah, I'm I'm sure she's not alone in like this abusive cycle of this religion. So oh, for go sure. to support groups, find friends in that. I'm sure that would help a lot. But yeah, with that being said, um, I don't know if we have anything else to bring up. I don't think so. All right. But I'm I'm happy we're good. able to talk about this. If anyone wants to follow us, we are everywhere on Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can go to our website, girlishpodcast.com. It's at girlishpodcast everywhere else. Um, yeah, if you want to support us, we have... Uh, an anchor support feature so you can support us directly through there that way Gage and I get um, 100% of it we also have a Patreon if you want to just kind of give back to the show a little bit Um, and yeah I don't know if there's anything else you want to add 
No, thank you guys so much for listening. Tell us what you think. Are you a gayler? Or are you a, what's the other one? A Hitler? A Hitler, yeah. Yeah, are you a gayler or a Hitler? And what are your thoughts on trans porn? Or not necessarily trans porn, but just like notable people, like celebrities liking. Let us know if you watch trans porn. Yeah, let us know like what, what type you like. I'm going to write, I'm going to leave a little, the little Q and a thing on Spotify. So I'm going to write, what's your trans, your porn category. So everyone has yeah. to like, let us know and then we'll make it public so everyone can see. And then send us <laughs> your favorite videos so we can have a watch party. Oh yeah. Week. We'll definitely have a watch party. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.